Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Your next storyteller is Hayden Crystal. National touring comedian, public speaker, and disability rights activist, Hayden is also a mom to two disabled dogs and a whole farm of other critters. Literally a whole nother farm. Uh, in this story, she gives a voice to Bitsy, her deaf and blind cattle dog, and the tales that Hayden imagines her spinning. She told this story live at Bumport Theater in January 2020. The theme of the evening was vision. Enjoy. Uh no, I uh, so I think there's a couple things that I need to get out there uh, for before we go through the rest of this, which is not stuff I usually do on stage. So first of all, uh, I am hard of hearing, fluent in sign language, uh, a lot of my shtick. If you ever come see me at a comedy show, for my day job, I'm a public speaker and disability rights activist. I talk about intersectional accessibility. Thank you. I'm only in it for like the credit. Uh, <laughs> So I talk about intersectional accessibility. It's how do we make our resources the most available to the widest range of whole multidimensional people. So that's my gimmick. Uh, second, <laughs> that's actually what I'm leaving to do tomorrow. I'm going to go speak at a conference tomorrow in Dallas. Uh, I do my workshop, Gay SL. It's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> and a crash course on LGBT American Sign Language is going to be a party. Uh, the other thing is that I love critters. I love animals. I have a bachelor's degree in fisheries and wildlife, which is just a, like a graduate degree of redneck science. Uh, <laughs> I worked with snakes. I have horses. I have dogs. Love all kinds of critters. I've worked with owls, eagles, wolves, all sorts of stuff. Um, I love animals. And I love animal training. Uh, I feel like the common thread in everything I do, people ask, like, you do stand-up and uh, sign language and public speaking and animal training but the common thread is, uh, that's a fuck you to the podcast people who are listening, uh, <laughs> that little shrug. Uh, but the, uh, the common thread is communication, facilitating communication. As somebody who struggled to communicate growing up, training animals is all about finding mutual language, getting them to understand what you want, even though you don't have a shared language. Uh, that's what my public speaking is all about. I have an opinion. I want to share it with you. And hopefully have, people ask me if I'm a motivational speaker. And I say not specifically, but I would be bummed if people didn't like go do something with it afterwards. Like what a, what a waste of my time otherwise. Uh, uh, and then stand-up is just high wire communication. I have a weird thought that I want to put out there to you. And if you laugh, then I know that I communicated it in exactly the way that I wanted. Uh, it's just high wire communication. So that's the common thread in everything. So I'll putting that into place to I'll, one more thing. I lived alone on the road for a very long time, uh, which I feel like is very important for the context of the rest of this. Uh, so a couple years ago, I adopted a dog who is totally deaf uh, and totally blind. Um, so she has a genetic disorder. She's called a double merle. It has to do with their pigmentation uh, and it impacts how their ears and eyes develop. But so she was born without eyeballs and she's totally deaf. Uh, so she is what they call a base model Australian shepherd. Uh, yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. These don't get nicer. Uh, uh, I've won a lot of things with this like 10 minute bit just roasting my very disabled dog. Uh, 
because they say that good comedy should punch up, right? And there's, a, there's just no position from which my deaf-blind puppy is up. Uh, <laughs> but um, she's awesome. And so I, I wanted to adopt this dog a couple years ago, and everybody was popping out of the woodwork to tell me what a bad idea it was. I already had a deaf border collie uh, and was competing with her in like agility and doing fun stuff like that. She's like living with one of the uh, the Jurassic Park velociraptors. Like she's super smart and very fun, but also like you got to be aware. Uh, she, um, but so I found this dog and I was like, I think I could do it. I think it would be a fun project. I saw a deafblind dog and I was like, what a cool way to change up how we do things. And everybody slithered out of the woodwork to tell me what a bad idea it was and what a traumatic life she was going to lead and she couldn't do anything. Uh, and I kind of always bristle at that because, like, as somebody who has a similar disability, I'm like, well, what do you think about me then? Like, also, I'm on my period. So, like, I'm sorry I'm going to cry <laughs> talking about my dog. Uh, I love her so much. Uh, but so I got this little dog, and she's fantastic. I, I picked her up when she was four weeks old. Uh, mom rejected her because there were 10 puppies. In mom's defense, there were 10 puppies, and Bitsy didn't run around and explore because she's deaf and blind, all she did was eat. So she was like significantly larger <laughs> than any other puppy. And mom just had to sit down and was like, look, just in terms of resources, uh, <laughs> we'll give you an awesome reference, uh, but you, you gotta go. Uh, but so she's, she's this awesome little dog, but I've had her since she was four weeks old and she's super cool. So she's never known anything different. And she is super functional. Like she's just the coolest, most awesome, happy-go-lucky, uh, like most entitled little pig. Uh, because people feel really bad for her, uh, but also she's never known hardship. Uh, like, uh, she doesn't know that she's disabled. She doesn't know that she's like significantly disabled. And so people are really nice to her. So she has this just, she's this super great dog, but has this really wholesome sense of entitlement, uh, which I love. So, I, I lived alone on the road with my dogs for a very long time. So I started doing voices for them. Everybody does voices for their dogs. And over time, it has just metastasized into something uh, that if I, I, and I don't, I haven't done it on stage because it's a weird thing. Uh, it's like, it's dog ventriloquism. It's a hard sell. Uh, but I feel like if I don't start doing it, on stage, then I just have to medicate it. Like, I gotta, if it's not art, I gotta see someone. So, uh, I, which is just my whole career bio. Uh, so I, um, I do these characters and Bitsy's character is, she's like six or seven year old little like girl who's like a honey boo boo, cause she's from like rural Missouri. Uh, She's like a, a honey boo boo style pageant girl um, with that wholesome sense of entitlement. People are like, do voices for my dog. I don't know your fucking dog. Like, I can't, this isn't just made up. It's based on the critter. Uh, uh, I'm fine. Uh, so I, I do these voices and I've been trying to figure out uh, like a way, it's because it's a lot to throw at someone like, I do a character for my deafblind dog. She interacts normally with her environment. Like she doesn't sign, she voices, but it comes up at inopportune times. Uh, and it's just grown. I've been doing this for uh, three and a half years. And so there's a show Bible. Uh, there's like, 
It's just a lot. So her pitch to people is, her name is Bitsy. So also, I don't know if this is super cringy, so I apologize because I don't do it in front of people. But she goes, my name's Bitsy. <laughs> I'm four years old. I think it's weirder without the dog. <laughs> uh, she goes, and I'm deaf, I'm blind, but my mom, I love folksy wisdom. I think folksy, there's nothing funnier than folksy wisdom that kind of doesn't mean anything. So she goes, but I'm deaf, I'm blind, and my mama, but it's okay, because my mama always say, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. And like, <laughs> and like, usually she's saying about portion sizes, but I think it, I think it got broader applications. Uh, <laughs> And so I've just been doing this character um, <laughs> for like my roommates and family uh, for years. I, and I have them for each of my dogs um, and they interact with each other. And I do them when I'm like not around, but like Bitsy will talk about uh, her boyfriend Pepe, who's a Peruvian hairless dog in New York. And she's like, my boyfriend Pepe, like I like him on account of he dolphin smooth. <laughs> You, you oil him up, he slides for miles. <laughs> and I want to have boyfriends with, I want to have puppies with my boyfriend Pepe, the puppies. But like, they would have, they would have no hair and no eyes and no ears and no tail. And my mama says that's just a mole rat. <laughs> uh, but the thing that made me want to do this tonight uh, is that uh, something she's been saying recently. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, she goes, I don't got vision, but I got vision. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. So, I think, I don't know, I got to start doing Instagram videos or something. <laughs> uh, thank you for the external validation. Uh, this was putting myself in a very, a different vulnerable position than the last person, uh, but a very vulnerable one nonetheless. So thank you guys so much for having me. That was Hayden Crystal, keep it going. Looking for that feeling that'll get me reeling, but it's so hard to find. The Narrators is produced by me, Ron Doyle, and Aaron Rollman, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sidney Crane. Karen edited this episode. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theatre Company, Illegal Beats, From That Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whale Hawk, and we'd also like to thank Jobless, who provided the outro music you're listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. Our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month. You can find more information about those shows on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at our website, thenarrators.org. You can listen to this podcast for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and, well, all the podcast places. And your friends can too, so please take a moment to spread the word. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode. Until then, thanks for listening. It's good.